What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, first off, uh, my name is uh, Steven Schweikert. Hi, uh, I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Kevin. Welcome into the Bears Hopium Den. This is a special summer series that we're putting together here on the Windy City Gridiron Podcast. I'm Jeff Burkus. I'm going to be your host for about 10 episodes. We'll see how it goes. I still have to get a couple more recorded. But as we sit here and open up the summer, open up June, I wanted to start getting these out here. Basically, the idea is I wanted to take the temperature of the fan base. I wanted to see where we were at as Chicago Bears fans, and I wanted to get different perspectives, different backgrounds of where Bears fans are at. We have this one thing that binds us all, but we come at it from different ways. We have different reasons for liking this team or loving this team or being obsessed by this team. And I wanted to have some conversations with some people that, quite frankly, I hadn't had uh, many conversations with yet. Throughout this process, had some really interesting insights that were provided a lot of interesting backgrounds, reasons for coming to the team, maybe right away born into it, maybe later in life, uh, maybe for a relationship. You know, I've heard all different kinds of stories. All three of these guys that are going to be talking today are associated with Windy City Gridiron in some way. And I thought that that could get their perspective on what it's like to be part of and contribute to a website like Windy City Gridiron and what it means to them as part of their life. That'll be the last question that we cover in the in the episode. Um, the first part is uh, basically to get to know you and figure out exactly where everything came from. And that will, those will be the same questions that I ask everyone that we have on this podcast. So, all right. So who's on the show today? So everybody on the show today is associated with Windy City Gridiron in some way. The first guy is Aaron uh, he's known as the Windy City Gridiron hype guy. He even goes by that handle on Twitter and, and really hypes up all of the work, uh, including some of my stuff. So I certainly appreciate the love that he gives on Twitter. First time that I have had an opportunity to talk to him. And so he he's great because not only does he hype up the team, but he helps, hypes up a lot of the material and content that we produce and put out there. Um, thought it'd be really fun to get him on a show. He has an ongoing back and forth with Kev. Kev, who used to write for the site pretty actively, um, maybe about a decade ago. Uh, Kev has since become more of an emeritus status type piece of the Windy City Gridiron crew. He occasionally comes in with the ban hammer. So those of you that may be listening to this that were banned from Windy City Gridiron at some point, it might have been by Kev's hand. Uh, but he he enjoys that uh, that moniker, the ban hammer. Kev was one of the guys that wrote the five questions with article. And it was one of the articles that I wanted to consume all of the time. Love that article. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to, to take that article on for uh, about four or five years and hopefully to carry that torch to the next person. Patty has been doing that now and she's been doing a very, very good job, better than I had ever done it uh, with a comedic timing uh, that's worth everybody's time to, to go check that out. But Kev used to do that article. And then Steven, Steven and I met down in Kansas City at the Ch- uh, Bears Chiefs game a few years ago. It was actually my first year writing for the site and he was so kind and it was a great person to meet as their first interaction with another writer. And since then, I've I've did a year or two on the Sunday morning live stream that Stephen hosts with Sam Householder. Uh, those guys are a lot of fun. I thought adding Steve, Stephen into the mix with these two guys would be really fun. The thing about Kev and Aaron is that they really do kind of occupy opposite sides of the spectrum in a lot of ways. Aaron, being a very big, positive, hype guy, We'll get into it with Kev from time to time. Kev is a little bit more on the opposite side. I told them that I wanted to call this episode The Hype and the Gripe. 
because uh, I, I do think Kev is a particularly hard guy to please um, in terms of what he believes is acceptable progress for this team. I thought it'd be fun to to put those two together. They have really good back and forth, which you'll see in this episode. Steven's really the perfect complement to any group. Adam Manny adds a, an incredible uh, element of flavor, and, and his perspective is always welcome. Uh, but I thought he would really round out uh, this group. And, and so I think we had a really great conversation. It ranged uh, all over the place. It's been edited lightly here for, for content just to try to stay on track. But I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to launch into it here. Um, Aaron speaks first, so enjoy the show. I currently live here in the great state of Indiana. I'm originally from here, moved back here after I retired from the uh, United States Air Force uh, after 22 years, uh, came back home. I now work with uh, uh, veterans uh, for the county that I I live in and uh, help people get uh, their VA benefits and whatnot that they they have coming to them and kind of help people get through tough times. Been a Bears fan my whole life. My dad Raised me a Bears fan, so I have I had no choice, and uh, he actually lived in Chicago so for a little while, so that kind of set the standard. Uh, and then, of course, being from Indiana, he uh, didn't really have a football team to choose from because there wasn't one. So he gravitated towards the Bears, and and uh, I passed that uh, lineage down to my two sons. Been waiting for that uh, Super Bowl to happen. It's been a been a been a long time. Kev. Uh, Kevin from Central Illinois. I'm a proud Illinois State Redbird, as well as a forlorn Chicago Bears fan. Had to grow up as a little kid in Wisconsin for a little bit, but uh, proudly in my second grade school photo, uh, had my spiky mullet and my Bears sweatshirt on amongst a sea of Packers fans. Uh, Is it right? We won then. We won when I was a little kid. And so uh, from there, Moved back to Illinois when I was a kid, lived here ever since, that same Super Bowl with Indianapolis, uh, one of my best buddies was a Colts fan, and so, you know, Devin returns a kick, I'm like, ha, I'm going to rub this in his face so hard, and then the rest of the game happened, and from here, we've just kind of, right, treaded water as a team for the last 15, 20 years, and uh, I'm looking forward to that maybe changing soon. And Stephen, what about you? I... uh am a i hesitate to say long time wcg guy because i'm I, I don't feel like i'm one of the originals i feel like i was kind of in maybe the second wave we can call it that uh because dane Wes, kev you know you guys were all there uh you know uh david taylor uh aaron you uh like y'all were you know there and i just kind of like you know came in in 09 i remember i ended up uh discovering uh wcg from basically honestly browsing around at work during my day job <laughs> growing up like i always wanted to be like I-, I actually wanted to be a sports journalist uh growing up a lot of my uh time growing up was actually spent on uh baseball diamonds not like not as a player but like sports adjacent like i was always for instance like dad was the manager of, of the little of the little league team well i i was i was a scorekeeper like i i, I was the we had a, a microphone PA system for Little League. I was the announcer for that. So football was not necessarily the first thing that I came into. It was, it was baseball. But uh, one of the uh, first things that, that I did when I actually tried to explore journalism a, a little bit, uh, starting out with the high school paper, uh, I wrote a uh, like an article that took me probably two months about the Bears in that uh, 2001 uh, season uh, when they went 13-3, uh, and three, uh, the Mike Brown uh back-to-back game winning game winning uh takeaways that was kind of uh when i would say i came into uh bears fandom uh coming in with say brian Urlacher and that uh and that uh, 2001 uh era what does this team mean to you so you kind of touched on it a little bit you know talking about how you got it from your dad and you pass it on to your kids aaron but is there you know how does this interact with your like daily life and you know how how much of for lack of a better term how much of this is part of your identity like what does this team mean to you uh that's kind of evolved uh over time i mean honestly like right now on my watch i got the little bears little symbol on the watch there so it's it's, I take the bears with me. I got stuff at work that, you know, got, got the bears on it. This basement down here, whenever it gets done, it, it, there's a ton of bear stuff that I have. Um, that it just means a lot to me. Um, being, uh, like I said, being in the military, you move around a lot. And um, a commonality that you can have with people uh, right out the gate is a sports team. 
and that could go one of two ways. They, they can like your team or they can hate your team. But but the good part is that it, it breaks that barrier down right away where you can kind of get to know somebody um, and just talk sports, share in the same misery or the same joys, just kind of forget about everything else and just get to really know people that way. And, and, and it kind of just sets that tone for you that, hey, you know, Aaron's that Bears fan over there that works in that office. Let's go mess with him. You know, and then you just keep meeting more people and more people. Um, as far as how the Bears affect me, I've become numb to them now. <laughs> so my my expectation levels uh, for them to do anything that I would really uh, consider competitive is, is pretty low. So my my I'm just at the bottom right now. I'm like, what you know what? If we win a game, that's amazing. I didn't waste a Sunday, but uh, it's you know I don't I don't let it ruin my week anymore. I it, it doesn't. I don't, I don't want to say that it, it it runs my life, but I mean, if you have interactions on Twitter, you know, and your main staple of conversation is the bears, it's a, it's a 365, 24, seven kind of thing. You know, it's, it's who you are. It's what you talk about. It's what you enjoy. It's, you know, having this opportunity to come on here and talk about the bears. Like that's just, the, it's just like a passionate thing for me that I've just never had the opportunity to do is, you know, somebody to ask me to come and, and actually care what I had to say, or maybe they don't care. And I'm cool with that too. You know, I know Kev doesn't care. He's sitting here it's right true. now. Telling it's, it's incredibly true. You, it, it's very visible on my face. I know. And wow. I love that about him because he's, I've been talking to Kev and, and, and Steven on WCG, you know, the Windy City Gridiron, the greatest, you know, Bears blog in the history of Bears blogs. They are who they thought they were. The hype man will hype at any point in time. It's, you know, I didn't choose this life. It chose me. It's just what I'm good at. So, but I mean, there are guys that I used to talk with, you know, during work and for hours about the Bears. And it just kind of, even when you're overseas, you had a connection to home by having that team. It was always something to ground you and bring you back. So, that you know, that's a long-winded way of saying I have a big, bad Bears problem. Well, you're the Windy City Gridiron hype guy, 100%. and I think it's fair to say that Kev is David Taylor because he coined that way back in the day. Okay, so, Smudgers, if if you ever see this, Smudgers, I appreciate you. I hurt it, you. It, I think it's fair to say that Kev Smudgers. is the Windy City Gridiron gripe guy. So, I mean, this episode sorry, is what now? This, this episode is going to be called the hype and the gripe. I love it. Kev, we could get shirts. Here's President say right. curmudgeon. Uh, <laughs> right? This team is one of the more frustrating things that exists in my life because it's football, right? Any given Sunday, which means that every Sunday, despite the fact that I know they're likely to lose these days or likely to – maybe they'll score 17 points this week. Wouldn't that be exciting? Um, I still get my hopes up. Like every Sunday morning, like from nine to 12, I'm like, you know, I could see how they could win this game, right? You know, Bow bounces their way a couple times. Everything's going to be great. And then the game happens. And then for a couple hours, I'm just like, what is wrong with these idiots? Yeah, I can't do it. Like I would die. I would die in the football field immediately. Still, I'm like, man, all you had to do was hit that guy. Or all you had to do was tackle that 240-pound man running 37 miles an hour. It's not a big deal. And so they still frustrate me. And that's I think that's good in a lot of ways, because if they didn't, then why would I interact with y'all online? Why would I spend my time talking about it? But I, I have, you know, it used to ruin like days. Like it'd be like Sunday afternoon, Monday into Tuesday. I'd still be like, I cannot believe this team. Why are they so bad? And now it's, you know, a few hours on Sunday. And then by the time Sunday night football rolls around, if they're not playing in it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the Buccaneers are a better team or the Packers are uh, sadly a better team. And so knowing that helps, I grew up with the team, like as a little kid, right? Like I said, we grew up, I grew up, there's only me, I'm an only child, grew up in Wisconsin from like age three to age nine, right? Prime, like building your sports union life. And what happened during that time? They won the Super Bowl and they were really, really good. And so my family is from Illinois. So they're like, we're Bears fans. And I was like, excellent. Bears fans, solid. That's my identity here. And so I grew up with it. And then 
you know, much like Aaron was saying, football is a connection. It's a connection to my friends. None of my friends are Bears fans, really. They're all fit. Like, I have a Dolphins fan friend, a Colts fan friend, a Ravens fan friend. But, like, football is the thing that used to bring us together back before we had kids and we could actually, like, hang out with each other all day on a Sunday and it not be a big deal. Uh, but that connection still brings us together. We still talk about it. You know, we still have the group chat going. We have the text threads going. And, and football itself, the sport, and, and the viewership brings us together. And so that's why I don't think I could ever fully. I mean, this team has pushed me to the brink sometimes where I'm just like, I could just, I'd just be a Chiefs fan. That seems to be going pretty well for them right now. Um, there's something about the blue and orange I just can't seem to get away from. Because like I've said, it, it, it's it's camaraderie, right? I thought I, I found WCG because you know I was upset about the Bears, or you know wanted to talk about the Bears. Later on, a local area has been doing a Bears road trip pretty much annually ever since I've uh, been home. And actually, I think that trip has been going for like forty years, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, within our area coming into that, and you know being a part of that little travel group. Which uh, Jeff, actually, uh, you and I met up. When I was actually on one of those trips, uh, that was that was uh, the game in Kansas City. Right. Uh, it's a camaraderie. It's something to bond over. And, you know, we're here just like continuously hoping that, you know, the team's going to eventually drag things in the right direction, get things you know moving you know, in the right direction and then ultimately disappointing us every time. But, you know, we're all we're all, we're all here together through it. Aaron, I want to come back to you for this next question and I want you to be able to answer it however you want. But I think a lot of fandom is uh, how you connect to the players. I don't know a lot of people that like to watch football for the referees, right? They like to, they have players, they, they build these connections. And I'm curious who your favorite player is all time. Maybe like as a kid uh, or maybe like someone that you just think of all time. And, and then I want like a current roster person. That you, this guy's my favorite player on the current roster. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, it's the cheesy answer because, I mean, like the all-time – I'm super young getting to watch him, but I got to, I got to see him, uh, which would be Walter Payton, obviously, right? That's, that's the answer. I think some of the memories that I think I have may be memories of, of seeing things, you know, on YouTube now where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Like I remember having this shirt that was – the kind of the old caricature. I hate that word. It's stupid hard. Um, doesn't matter how many degrees you have. I still can't say it. It was Walter Payton and then it was Jim McMahon, both his little caricatures. And they had, you know, Jim had the headband on. And it was like my favorite shirt of all time when I was a kid. And um, I got to tell, I actually told Jim McMahon about that on Twitter at some point, random time when I was fanboying or something, which humble brag, he just recently followed me. I mean, come on. How cool is like it's like up there with Dick Buckus, you know, when we we had the whole is the Dick Buckus account real event on Twitter and he responded to me and I was and then it turned out it really was him so it made that whole interaction it's just wild to to even think to to even think about it. But um I'm going to hit you with one more guy and that's my all-time favorite player and that's Zach Miller because we went, my son, I took my son to a game when we were in California uh, for Christmas. Uh, a guy uh, at work was a San Francisco season ticket holder. And he was not, he was going to be out of town. So there was a Bears fan that worked in the other office. He's like, hey, there's four tickets. What do you want to do? You want to go? And I'm like, I'm, I'm down with it. Can I get the other ticket? Because I'd love to take my oldest son, who ironically shares a name with said player. We you got named to- your kid Zach Miller? This was before he was on the team, but maybe <laughs> they're both named Zach. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so we get to uh, we made I made a whole weekend of it. You know, took him to the Six Flags that's right next to it there in Santa Clara. He, you know, it was just Dad and Son weekend, and uh, we got to the stadium early. Ran into uh, uh, George McCaskey as I'm randomly walking the concourse. I had recently gotten back just, you know, maybe a year prior from being overseas for, for a year and away from the family. And I had mentioned that to George um, and he's, and I said, you know, my son's standing there wearing the Jersey, the Zach Miller Jersey with his Santa hat on. And I said, do you think we could, you know, he's here. And he's like, yeah, he's here. And I was like, 
do you think we could meet him? He said, let me go find out. He said, I'll, I'll take your jersey and get you an autograph and see if he can come out. Long story short, Zach couldn't come out, but he did autograph the jersey for him, uh, and that made his whole freaking day. But in turn, that made my day because I got to, you know, see my kid's reaction to, the you know, the chairman of the Bears organization taking the time out of his, you know, day before they had a game. And, and that season, the 2018 season, you know, they were on roll. It was special to me. And it's just lifelong memory. So, you know, for him, that you know, Zach Miller going to always be one of my all-time favorites. Good guy. Current roster. I don't even do we even have a current roster? We I do. mean there point, are there um, are human bodies that wear jerseys on this roster. You can you can it, say none. No, I mean I love putting out a good Cairo Santos meme. Okay. You know, but um wow, first first vote. <laughs> the kicker gets the first vote. Okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna swivel on you and, okay. and I'm gonna go with uh man, it's tough, but I'm gonna go with uh Jesper Horstead. Okay, okay. Wow, where's the air horn when you need it? <laughs> I was just about to say, I feel like there ought to be an air horn here. <laughs> Kev, Kev, what about you? All-time favorite bear current I mean, roster. Similar to Aaron, right? Like when Walter was playing, I was a little kid. And like I, I know that m- many of my memories of him are colored, one, by my dad talking about him all the time, and two, seeing highlights, right? I saw a lot of highlights because a lot of his really big highlights came when I was even smaller than the Super Bowl, right? I turned four like the weekend after they won the Super Bowl. And so from there, I would probably have to say, uh, of people I've truly gotten to watch and like experience live, I think it's got to be Devin, Devin Hester, because right, anytime that guy was on the field, he was electric and you did not know what was going to happen. And many times he, he would frustrate you. He would frustrate you for the first five seconds of the play. And then all of a sudden, I'm gone. And you know, he, he changed the game, right? He, he forced teams to kick away from him. Like people planned for the kick returner in a way they just hadn't previously. And so, you know, even, even if it was a bad game, you, you could count on, on Devin to do something that would at least get you excited. Even if the rest of the team was garbage at any moment, he might pop off for something. Oh, and then uh, current roster is obviously Trevor Simeon. Um, bar none, <laughs> without a doubt. Backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Chicago, right? It's always yeah, the backup. Right. It's always the backup. Realistic, I think I'd probably have to say someone like Roquan, right? Because, you know, I, I'd love to be like it's Justin Fields. And in two years, by gosh, hope it is. But right now, the most consistent, like top notch performer, I think, on the entire roster is Roquan Smith. Think about how bad that defense would be if a Roquan Smith isn't around, right? That's We're the already best you know, player, but is that your favorite player? Yeah, because my favorite player is usually like the, the best player. Okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, fair enough. You know, like personality-wise, several of them seem cool. Um, there's a lot of new guys whose names I haven't learned yet. Young offensive linemen. Maybe one of them could sneak in there one day. You know, I was a big John Tate fan in the 2000s. Just like the way he just showed up, went to work, was done, was reliable, consistent, you know, seemed like a decent guy. But right now, yeah, I'd probably say Roquan. Steven, what about you? Well, I was all of two months old uh, when the Bears won that uh, won that Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh, it's a little bit hard for me to say that I would have a favorite pe- favorite player from that particular uh, time frame. Yes, I know. Despite naming my dog Peyton, you know, it, it's just a little bit hard for me to say that you know that's that's my favorite player just because I haven't had you know the history of watching him that you know because I think I'm actually the youngest person in this call. Uh, now that I, now that I think about it, I, I'm at least going to bring it a little bit more recent, I suppose. Uh, kind of in the vein in the vein of Hester a little bit. I'm actually going to I'm actually going to go with uh, Erlacher because you know, like I said, that 2001 team was really like that first experience that I had with like really like embracing uh, the Chicago Bears, really developing in, into a fan into a fan of that team. Erlacher watching watching him play was definitely uh, one of the guiding forces on that. His range is unbelievable. Sure tackler, uh, anchor that defense for what for what felt like forever at the time. As far as the current roster goes, I mean, it's got to be Doug Kramer, ILL. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It really is hard to. It, have. It's a really tough question, man. Like, it, 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 the team really is gone. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, 
like there were so many people that you know like prior to last year you know i could have looked at it and gone you know like yeah like, like Allen Robinson or you know someone along that line, but yeah, you know, now that you know we're kind of stripped down there, I I I, I almost have to go with uh, Roquan as well on this. He's at least been there as kind of the anchor of of the current roster, and I hope he's around for for several years uh, beyond this. I would love to be able to uh, give an offensive answer to this question, but there is just it's just so hard to actually have like an offensive cornerstone that actually kind of makes sense to the question uh I mean, for me it, i guess you could on. say like david montgomery right like i mean you could say he's the kind of guy who's like this is my favorite player yeah i mean yeah, yeah you, you, you could mooney's not a bad choice montgomery. either i don't think you could absolutely you could absolutely say mooney and yeah. and I, I i i for one will go out on 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 the limb of saying that of saying that hey cole could be a possible answer could be a possible answer all right. He's not my answer, but he could be. He, he could be an answer. He's unanswered. Yes, he could be. An he is a player question. for the Chicago Bears. That's he right. is a player in the Chicago Bears uniform. Yes. All right. Next question. So I want to know, like, how do you watch games? And do you have any rituals? So, so Aaron, in a room by yourself, you know, are you with your family? Are you out at a bar? You want more people? You want fewer people? Like, what's what's kind of your game day? Uh, watching habits and do you have any like crazy rituals like you know gotta wear this jersey all year whatever that kind of stuff uh so yeah i don't wear jerseys anymore i've i've gotten past being a grown man that wears jerseys i have them i i just don't know i no longer wear them i do go with a good bears t-shirt one of a few that i probably have you know so i have options maybe a set of bear socks you know depending on which ones are lucky um, I get ritually if if I feel like a shirt that I wore and the one, I might throw it back on the next week and say, let's roll with this shirt. You know, maybe maybe that's that's the way we could go. I normally like to watch right where I'm at in in the basement here. I got I got a good setup. Uh, I got everything I need. You know, I got I, I got a good size TV. I got a nice comfy chair. I, I got the beer cooler. It's not too far away. I usually have to kind of carve out some time, though, let the wife know ahead of time, hey, the Bears are playing. You know, if it's something that I can get, um, you know, if it's a big game, it's kind of like a let's schedule it kind of thing so everybody knows what's going on. The night games can can kind of become a little bit of a, a headache, you know, especially a Monday night or, you know, a Sunday night or trying to get the kids to bed and you're trying to get to the game and, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. But the, I, I do like every now and again going and watching live in a stadium but nothing beats sitting on your butt at home in your own comfy little spot. You don't have to fight traffic. You're not paying a crap load for the concessions. The bathroom's super close. So, you know, I usually bring my dogs down and let them kind of hang out and lay on me and take a nap and do all that. Nice. Kev? Yeah, so I have a toddler. She's four right now, which has drastically changed how I watch games over the last couple of years because there they're tend to be let's go to the playroom breaks or, hey, come help me with this thing breaks. Um, for a long time, our tradition was go to a bar here in town, me and my buddies, my wife, um, you know, every Sunday, right? Because that way we could all watch our own team play. Um, that was really great. I loved that. Um, and then they started having kids like four years before I did. And so that kind of dissipated once they couldn't make it. Um, so now, yeah, it's at home on the couch. I, I'm really not like a big drinking guy generally. So, you know, a lot of people I know like to enjoy a cold beer too. Most times I'll have like a sweet tea. So I love sweet tea more than anything else on the planet. Um, you know, if I'm with some people, then I'll have some beers maybe instead. But if I'm by myself or, you know, which is family around the house, I'll watch it that way. I, you know, I, I'm known to load it up on my phone if I do have to go to the other room and take care of some child care duties, that sort of thing. So it's still there. I've still got a presence and I'm still able to see it. But I also just finished remodeling my basement and put the new 75er down here. So this fall, I'm expecting to spend a lot more time. You know, she'll be a little bit older. We'll be able to be like, just go just go play. Like from 12 to three, just go do something else. And then dad will come play with you later. But, you know, more than anything, I, I still want to see every play, you know. I love the ability of the last, I guess it makes me sound old now, of the last 15 years to be able to run it back yourself. 
and check something out real quick, especially given how much downtime we have between plays nowadays. Like if I really want to like go back and see like how did they do that or what did that play look like? You know, you can do that and you can do that in full high def and you can do it frame by frame if you want. And I think, you know, that's really great. I love being able to do that. And that's why I don't, I don't love going to the stadium to watch a game really, you know, the experience is once great, you know, once a decade for me, but like, I'm not like, oh man, I need to shell out and, you know, devote an entire day to driving to Chicago, hanging out, watching a game, trying to get out and driving back, you know, I live two hours away from the city. So like, I just as soon watch it at home or, you know, watch it at a friend's house, something like that. Steven, what about you? It's basically the same thing. Like I'm, I'm basically at home. I've got, I've got the dog. I don't really like wear the, like wear like game day clothing or anything like that. If if I'm on one of those uh, Bears trips that I mentioned before, I I, I have not uh, outgrown uh, jersey wearing, uh, so I will. Uh, I, so I'll I'll probably wear a jersey, uh, you know, to the game or something. Because why not? I don't exactly have like a hard like a hard ritual necessarily. If, if I'm just watching at home, occasionally I'll have a beer. One thing though, if the Bears win. I do tweet. I do tweet out a picture of the dog with the hashtag Victory Peyton. Uh, and uh, most often Peyton does uh, have her own Bears jersey, but I don't always. I don't always throw it on her. <laughs> usually, usually, usually catching her proves too difficult for that. All right. So real quick on jerseys since we're here, and I'm just gonna take over this podcast real quick. Do it. Sure. Um, my personal rule that largely became like I'm going to stop doing this when the players are younger than me. <laughs> And so the last one I got was a Jay Cutler jersey. And even that was breaking my own rule because he's a year younger than I am. But like what, Aaron, for example, what would cause you to grow out of it? Honestly, part of it was just um, I pivoted more from buying jerseys for, for wearing purposes and buying jerseys for memorabilia purposes. Uh, the last jersey I bought was a Gail Sayers jersey. But my favorite jersey that I still have in the closet is, you know, my Walter Payton jersey, but you know, over time it's gotten worn, and you know, it's like I, I just don't want to mess this up anymore. Ironically, I still have my first ever starter jersey, my Chris Zorich, mm. and I only really bought that jersey because I graduated in '97. I love it. You wear that with the blue and orange Zubaz. Zubaz. I did not own a pair of Zubas, okay? I feel like I really missed out on an opportunity there. You did. But, uh, I mean, you kind of had to. I Mm -hmm. mean, everybody knew the kid that had the ruse, though, where you had the change in the the side. And, I mean, that was just, that was the thing. You guys are slightly older than me, and clearly I'm older than Steven, but... I mean, well, I definitely I got the hat. Now it sounds I mean, like I'm the Steven, oldest he was in the room, and I'm not college, really feeling that right so. now. Wait, when now? Uh, you were still like a little baby in college. I yeah, think. I had to buy him a beer <laughs> at the KC Chiefs game, so I assume he's he's Wait, 25 no, now. No, right? no, no, no. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> did you show him your fake? <laughs> yeah, it said McLovin you know, on it. You, <laughs> you're not from Hawaii. <laughs> you know what, though? You know what though? I probably, I probably should have, uh, I probably should should have jumped in on, on like not wearing jerseys when the NFL has a head coach that is now younger than me. So yeah, I I, I don't I don't judge anybody. I think it's not saying you guys were were there are plenty of people that are, um, you know they'll pass judgment on people and I don't care. I think it's kind of cool. I love going to the training camp and the games and just seeing just sees the jerseys. I think it's really neat. I think it's a really cool piece of the fandom. I like um, seeing the obscure jersey. Oh, 100%. Uh, that's the random one you just don't expect. That's a favorite pastime of mine. Is I like the guys who have their 40-year-old like throwback t-shirt that's somehow still in pristine condition. Like those are the things I like seeing is like those little bits like that won't be replicated. No, no. probably no one else has that thing. And like yeah, they're just wearing it at training camp on a Thursday night or whatever. Yeah. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. 
So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to the stadium question because there's a lot of talk about moving to Arlington Heights and building a new stadium. There's a lot to talk about in terms of like who would be building the stadium and what would they do and what does that look like? But obviously you guys necessarily aren't going to every game or anything, but are you in favor of moving out of Soldier Field and building a new stadium? A hundred percent in favor of not ever playing on Soldier Field grass ever again. If I ever never sailed again, I'd be so happy. I mean, they're just, they're wasting so much money by just staying there. Like go build a, billion dollar stadium and and be able to do other things to me they're not going to ever be like looked at as a competitive franchise until they you know make that move to say hey here's here's who we are you know house hall beautiful 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 building stadium does not match it you know we we, we took this iconic looking stadium and then we crashed a spaceship on top of it and said hey look at our new look at our new low seating capacity you know we're not we're not competitive at all like build build the build the mecca you know have a bears museum on campus that people want to go to you know make it a thing i like your idea they need to hire a museum director and i will put my name in (laughs) i mean i feel like they're just leap. it's like we we have four billion dollars that we're worth but you know we could be worth more but eh who wants more money? Right. I don't, it's not obviously not Jerry Jones running the team. So I don't know. Kev, you were yeah. nodding your head uh, vigorously. I was. Yes. I'm super like Soldier Field is a, a wonderful place. It's it's a great place to have visited. I'm glad I saw a football game there too in my lifetime. I would be more inclined to go to more games if they had a real stadium. Right. Like uh, I went to a conference a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, that uh, it was in Minneapolis. And one of the events was one night we got to go to the Viking Stadium and like walk around and like mess around on the field and do all kinds of cool stuff. And just being in a real stadium makes you know that much more how bad Soldier Field really is, right? If you've ever tried to watch all 22 tape from Soldier Field, right? You ask every single beat reporter, they will all tell you this is the worst and we hate having to do this. We prefer to break down road games because at least we can see what is happening on the field. You think that all of the beat writers watch all 22? I think if you ask all of the beat writers who happen to watch all 22, we go. like if you ask Doug Farrar right now, I know he's not a beat writer. If you ask him right oh, now, yeah, he would tell you unequivocally how much he hates the tape. Yeah. No, it's the worst. Yeah. And so I'm just know, taking it's, a it's shot just at those it. <laughs> There's no way that some of those guys watched the yeah. film. There's barely some way they watch the games, it seems like. But, right. you know, like Aaron said, you're losing so much, right? You know, one, Soldier Field is not easy to get to. It's actually not, especially if you're from out of town and you're not familiar with the, the downtown lakefront area. It can be confusing. It can be a pain. You end up parking far away anyways, or you have to park somewhere and take a shuttle. And it's like, no, just, just have it all there. And like you said, then you can you can wriggly it where you have, you know, a whole host of bars and state, you know, stadium adjacent things, you know. Oh, you didn't want to go to the game, but you want to come down here to watch it. Or you want to come down and tailgate and then go to the bar. All that's right here in our little complex. And you know, keep it in, keep I think safer, right? Like you can kind of keep a better control on what's happening there. And then uh yeah, you can host other stuff. You can host Super Bowls. Uh, theoretically, maybe you can get to one and play in your own stadium someday. Some teams get to do that. It seems pretty cool. Yeah, you know, right. more than anything, it's the draw. If 20,000 more people can come, that's 20,000 more people who could possibly make a connection and become fans of your team for life because they got to go to a game at the stadium. But when it's so limited as it is, you lose those chances, right? A lot of us build that memory of, you know, going with our family as a kid or going with, you know, a parent or uncle or whatever. Um, and and there's not enough opportunities for that right now, I don't think. Yeah, we added an extra game, but it's only every other year that, that you get that extra game in your stadium. That's not enough. 
let 20,000 more people come. If 100,000 people can go to a college football game, I think you can probably get pretty close with your professional franchise in the third largest market. Right. Steven, you agree? Just because you have one of the original franchises doesn't mean that you have to play on the same grass field that probably existed at the time of your football team. And you shouldn't have to play in front of the smallest fan base in the NFL. Unfortunately, they absolutely do need it. They do need a new, a new stadium. And quite frankly, it can't come soon enough, really. The only the only thing is, I, I'm, I'm one of those where if your team is the Chicago Bears, your team should be in Chicago. Hence, you know, forget both of those New York franchises. You know, in the end, uh, need, needs are a thing. And for both football and uh, business reasons, it, it, they, they need to happen. And eventually it's going to happen. All right. So this group, WCG adjacency or connections, or, you know, even, even if you haven't written for seven years, Kev, 2015, <laughs> I looked it up. Yeah. I think the last real article was 2015. You do a five um, questions with Ted one point once. Yeah. 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 I, I uh, pop in problem is I don't log in for so long that it yeah, revokes no, all of my writer and editor permissions. Yeah. And then I have to be like, Lester, will you add them back? And he adds them back and I don't do anything with them for six months and he kicks me out again. Well, you know, the legend of Kev and the band hammer, like it's still a thing. Like, sure. People oh, yeah. like will randomly just bring it up. Like they they were worried that Kev will swing the band hammer on them. It's it's amazing. I tried the other day, but we couldn't get the permissions worked out. So, <laughs> to be fair what? though, the band hammer doesn't require much warning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, let's let's get into that. So the you know, Windy City Gridiron as a as a blog, as a community, um, you know, the the, the comments section, the you know, the writing, the whatever it is. Like, what is what does it mean to you to have that be part of your life, Eric? Uh, Hype man. So for me, it's kind of it's kind of evolved over time. It it still it still holds a really uh, important place for me and my fandom um, because once I found it, I, I didn't want to let it go. Um, and it's and it's changed over time. You know, different different commenters and and I am not the most active commenter in the world, but I I, I do like to still I, I like to 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 show uh, respect to those who are, are taking the time to, to, to put the, the amount of content out that is coming out. Because I don't, I don't know if some people really realize like that there's a lot of content that's available, especially during the off season, you know, like it's a lot, there's a lot for you to consume and it's not just one type of media anymore, which is, which is amazing to, to, so watch it, you know, evolve over time and, and, you know, like sitting here right now, on a WCG podcast said to me back in 2007 or eight or whenever the hell I stumbled across SB nation while not trying to do any actual work, you know, it was, it's like somebody would have said to me then like, you're going to be on a podcast talking about this blog. And I'm like, what, what's a podcast? You know, like (laughs) what the, the the whole staff and and I, I really like that the, the the continuity of the staff has really held the nucleus is there you know you got guys that have been around forever you know I remember Sam and and Ashley you know they were they were active commenters on there you know and and you know Lester's been around forever and you know like he's the the glue that kind of holds everything together Kev's been around forever Steve's been around Steven's been I don't know a time when Steven wasn't around and and you know you guys are all new people are coming in and you know ken's ken does a great job with the den you know that's that's got to be a labor of love and you know i i still love the the subtle shout out to spongy you know every every day it's there you know here's the spongy special so you know maybe i don't have the opportunity to 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 comment as as much or interact um there directly I, i still do try to, to take the time to make the effort uh you know if you guys are putting out the content to try to do my best to kind of consume it you know and, and and definitely jumping over on you know the second city gridiron there on youtube you know to, to to get even more content you know like i need more longer days i just need longer days so i can just <laughs> bask in all of the great content that is out there and i appreciate you it you don't listen that. to it at 1.5 speed no i slow it down <laughs> 
How do I sound at 1.5 speed? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I just slow it all the way down. <laughs> no, I, I like to sometimes like feel like 1.2. Yeah. Like, like if I'm listening to Bill, I always feel like Bill's yelling at me and like I did something wrong, but I love right. it. But I, right. I love like feeling like Bill's yelling at me and I, I enjoy that. And Bill's got that drive and that passion. And I really, I really like it. And, and But so, sometimes though, you know, I, I can't, I don't listen to it in the, on the drive much anymore because, you know, you know, Bill kind of scares me sometimes when I'm driving. I don't want to freak out. Too fired up. Yeah. I'm like, ah, come on, Bill. Yeah. Let's do it. So, but yeah, you guys, the the community is great. And and I look forward to seeing, you know, where, where it goes, you know, what, what's it going to be? I'll, I'll always, you know, as, as long as I can remember what my password is or not, you know, I just get on there and just lurk. Who cares? But uh, I can't see a time where I wouldn't go like that's if I'm looking for bears news or I want to know what's going on with the bears. That's where I'm going, you know, the, because I know that the answer is going to be there. The, like that's the community knows those. Those are the people I like talking football with because they they're not meatballs because Kev banned all those. So, <laughs> you know, people you were, is what I'm saying. And I appreciate and we, You know, you don't get the credit you deserve. Um, and and I'm. I, I don't feel sorry for that, but you know, I, you know, you know, they say it, it's rarely recognized in its time. So Absolutely. <laughs> I support, um, I support everything that you are, Kev. You know that. I would say that this community allows me to engage in discussions about football in a way that I can't even with like my friends. Right. Because there's, there's so many different backgrounds into the sport and at, you know, everybody here has such a, a different insight into you know if i if i want the particulars of what makes great o-line play lester explain this to me i don't get it you know if i'm looking for something out you know if i want an intense film breakdown i'm gonna call robert right like i'm also gonna get like far none the best radio voice i've ever heard out of robert but you know it's it's that it, it gives me a deeper connection to understanding and a deeper connection to fans of my team like i said my friends are not fans of my favorite team so like they can engage me in conversation about it but they can't engage me in deep conversation about it you know so it gives me uh, a football community football i don't want to say brotherhood because we're not all men but uh it, you know but a little peek behind the scenes we have such long email threads every day right we are talking these things are 50 plus long and it's like every day and we could get into some pretty heated disagreements in those threads about you know opinions how things are going but like we we, we know that we all still respect each other right it doesn't go past us being like you know like we're not in the backside going can you believe this guy you know it's it's respectful but it's in-depth conversation it's because we're all passionate you know if we weren't passionate about we wouldn't be spending all i would not be here right now if i didn't respect the crew and what was going on because like i could be doing other stuff but i like you guys on the internet and i wanted to come talk to you for a while tonight and so that connection i think is more than anything it, it gives me something deeper to enjoy something that i already like a lot Nothing warms my heart more on a Sunday morning than going into my WCG Sunday live stream uh, thread, getting all that loaded up, and seeing a and seeing a JPEG from from Dave that goes, "You suck, you jackass," <laughs> because like WCG for me has gone from a place where a place to occasionally hang out on game day or like or like throw out like throw out uh, recap notes or like throw out what I uh, what I was seeing to you know to, to uh, match it up with what uh, whatever anybody else was was seeing it's a develop from that to eventually uh becoming the uh weekend guy for the site oh boy so many weekends <laughs> uh Yes, so so many so many weekend days just just chilling at the computer, just browsing for news and and uh, keeping everybody updated. To eventually kind of branching out to uh, to doing the pregame here, uh, you know that I've been doing, and it's like joining WCG forced me to further develop how I watch football, and 
further develop what I was seeing and match that up with how I thought I was understanding football before. WCG ha has made me a smarter person in terms of football. It, it absolutely has. And to do it with such a such a varied and very talented group of writers and uh, content producers over the years has truly meant it, it, it has truly meant the world. Like at times I at, at times like how everybody has you know been able to do everything uh, that they do for the site like ha has at times like you know like I don't deserve you know like to stand up here with everybody, but I do stand up here with everybody because of every because of all of the discussions and all of the uh learning that the site has afforded me the ability to do so yeah it, it it's meant a ton if that uh, word salad made any sense <laughs> it's got some dressing it's got some croutons it's got you know had a little bit of everything bacon bits does it have bacon bits uh, well i don't know that i'm gonna give you bacon bits steven uh. <laughs> of course it had bacon but it had bacon chunks all right <laughs> final thoughts just like anything that you want to say uh, i'll wrap up i will say please when when you watch this listen to my words fans out there the damn sky's not falling okay <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna keep putting that chicken little meme out there every time I see you guys getting out of control a little bit and starting to get off kilter. It's going to be okay. It's going to be. Okay. It's May. It's it's May. A lot of things is going to happen between now and September, and maybe we win six games. Who knows? I don't know. When my prediction is asked of me, like every year, we're going undefeated and we're winning the Super Bowl until we're not. So until week one, exactly. <laughs> And that's when the DVR gets put on and maybe the game gets watched and maybe it doesn't uh, after you check the score. I, I hope that doesn't happen as much this season, but, I mean, obviously you have to have your contingency plans. Um, I want to just real quick give give Jeff a, a big big thanks for uh, reaching out to me and, and asking me to be a part of this. I couldn't, I couldn't actually think of a better group uh, to have the opportunity to just sit down and discuss this with even if Kev hated every single moment of listening to my voice. And I'm okay with that because that's on brand for Kev. Every I love moment. him for it. it. It was actually the worst thing that's happened to me today. And I had to go to work. So what does that tell you? <laughs> that's fair. If you want, I can I can contact you tomorrow and make tomorrow just as, as crappy as today. I'm, I'm willing to do that to for it. you. I'm dedicated to that cause. So I'm here for you. Even if you don't want me to be. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so thanks, Jeff, for for, for again for this opportunity. Um, everybody out there, you know, go 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 live life. You know, go put your arm around somebody. A lot of folks are out there struggling with other stuff. You know, this is just football. It's not serious. Um, we can have conversations and 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 disagree, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all we're all fans of the same greatest sports franchise in the history of the game of football. Thanks to Papa Bear George Hallis. The Packers wouldn't exist without us. Let's never forget that. <laughs> so I don't really I don't know what else to say. It's past my bedtime. I should be I should be finishing up some of my games on my phone and then going to sleep, you know, because obviously it's 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 not as early as it is for you guys. But that's okay. I'm willing to stay up a little later and, and be grouchy tomorrow for the people at work. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Thanks, Aaron. Can't have anything. Fair Right. I based on the way the draft went this weekend and, and a lot of the opinions on that, I think a lot of people had in their head that the Bears were just like one Jamar Chase away from like running away with it, right? And I think most of us know that that's clearly not the case, right? And and the way I've been approaching it, the thing that's helped keep me from pulling my hair out is you know basically the in my view the bears drafted a guy in the first round this year named justin fields who has one year of what i like to call minor league football experience because he was in a, he's in a league um he, i wouldn't say he necessarily had the coaching 
that was required to, to be successful in that league. But he got a year of getting acclimated. What is the NFL like? What level do these guys play at? What do I need to be prepared for? What do I need to understand? You know, he did get to develop some chemistry with some of those guys. You know, we would we all, I think, would have liked a little more, right? But he got to play with Mooney, who right now is his number one wide receiver. He got that experience last year. He gets to carry that in, hopefully in a better scheme. So, you know, the Bears this year, they drafted a quarterback round one. Then they filled a couple couple big holes in their defense in the second round, and then they went whole hog on trying to get more pieces to fix that offense. And, you know, maybe that'll pan out. If a couple of those linemen pan out with the linemen they already have, they could have an average, an average to good line. And with an average to good line in the NFL, you can do a lot, even if you don't have four number one wide receivers on your team. Um, you know, they still have a great running back tandem. Um you know, the defense, I, I expect to perform solidly. And, you know, a defense helps a young quarterback in a lot of ways that having the best wide receivers in the world don't, right? Because if the pressure isn't on that quarterback to score 35 points a game, they, they don't have to push, right? It's the young guys who, who have to carry everything that then go out there and they're just trying to push the ball downfield because they have to push the ball downfield. And if they have to do that every time, they're going to throw picks. There are going to be turnovers. You're going to break their confidence. And then you're definitely not going to get the guy. So, yeah, would I have loved more wide receivers whose names I know or who have, like, real big stat lines? Absolutely. But it's also May. Like, we don't know what's going to happen over the next couple months. A lot of teams drafted wide receivers. All the wide receivers we wanted to draft. Those guys might supplant some dudes who are still pretty good who could who could come over, you know? Next year's draft, I think, is the one. That that one, I would almost say, is make or break for Ryan Poles. If he can't do a lot when, when his cop, or his uh, checkbook opens up and, and when his draft capital is back, then, I, yeah, I'm going to worry if next year looks like he's not addressing some needs. But I have no problem feeling best player available. Um, I, you know, at best, I think this is you could maybe say with a week schedule this is an outside shot at one of the many extra wild card but probably not realistically probably in that 611 range and that's okay i mean do we want it no i would prefer the team win i don't believe in losing to lose because you know, that's what jacksonville's been doing for 20 years it hasn't gotten them real far but uh at the end of the day you have to field what you have. And, and if it turns out good, it turns out good. If you build developmental pieces, you build developmental pieces. Steven? Well, uh, first off, Jeff, uh, let me echo Aaron. Thank you so much for uh, for putting this on and for allowing all of us to, to, to be a part of this. Uh, this has been honestly uh, pretty cathartic uh, <laughs> uh, as far as airing out uh, some things as far as uh, last year goes. As far as... Uh, as far as this year, obviously, I'm not uh, very optimistic as far as how 22 is uh, is going to go here. You know, 23, if, if the Bears can put the pedal uh, into the middle as far as uh, opening the wallet, uh, nailing some of those uh, draft picks since they've got a full allotment again next year. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of guys from this year uh, take that step forward next year. And, you know, maybe we're you know, back, back in the playoff picture and hopefully there for, for a good long while. And, you know, we're going to be here, you know, the, every step of the way, because, uh, you know, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't be here if, you know, we didn't care about this team. Ho hopefully the team gives us something to continue to care about, you know, going forward here. So, you know, if it's not, if it's not 22, hopefully it's 23. I'm re I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, that was from my conversation with Aaron, Stephen, and Kev back in May. I want to thank them, of course, for their time. I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you did as well. We'll be back next week with uh, episode two. We're going to keep going through these conversations. I think you guys are going to find a lot of value out of hearing from your fellow Bears fans about what they think about this team. Uh, you'll hear from these three gentlemen a little later. I've got a couple of specific questions that I have pulled out 
that we're going to have an entire show dedicated to with all of the people that I interviewed and hearing their answers. But for now, thank you so much for listening to episode one of the Bears Hopium Den. We'll catch you next time. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.